0: The Gospel for today comes from the first chapter of the Gospel according to Mark. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove Jesus into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days, tempted by Satan. And he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God, saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, from our Lord and our Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. No doubt many of you joined me in watching live as NASA's rover named Perseverance safely touched down on the surface of Mars on Thursday. I watched it live out of a combination of uh, a sense of responsibility, feeling like it was my duty to watch and be a part of some significant achievement on behalf of the nation. Also mixed with curiosity. I mean, a lot could go wrong, right? Would the mission be successful? I was surprised to find myself on the verge of tears as I watched this scene unfold. That confirmed. of the of a life. Especially when they add that dramatic music to it. I think what had me so choked up was a sense of admiration and awe in witnessing the culmination of years of constant hard work and attention and the extreme brilliance of the scientists and engineers, all in the service of some audacious desire to reach and learn more about a neighboring planet. I realize this is not the first time that we have successfully landed a rover on Mars, but that does not diminish their accomplishment. In fact, it adds to how impressive the accomplishment was. Repeat success means that the first time wasn't a fluke. They did it again, and they can do it again. Imagine, it's much the same as how our beloved sister Bettina Puckett feels when Alabama wins the college football championship every single year. What, they're 86th in a row, I think it was? Um, no less impressive than any that had come before, at least in the minds of an Alabama fan. But unlike sports championships, however, this was a victory for everyone. Every person can celebrate this testament to human achievement, determination, and scientific discovery. I found it interesting that the... uh, phrase seven minutes of terror was used to describe the anticipatory period as the rover was making its atmospheric entry into Mars. That was certainly a great marketing gimmick, a tactic to get people to invest emotionally in that event. But I wonder how nervous the Perseverance team really was. They had, after all, dedicated an unfathomable amount of time and resources to crafting models, formulas, and simulations to ensure that the mission would be a success. I am not discounting their achievement in any way, but I think that the wholehearted and authentic celebration we witnessed was less a Shock and surprise, and more an expression of joy at having seen all their hard work pay off. So, again, I'll dip back into a sports analogy here. Every time we witness a game winning buzzer beater that secures victory for a team, we think about how incredible and unlikely that shot was. What we don't realize is just how much time and hard work that athlete and that team dedicated in order to make that game-winning shot a statistical probability rather than a miraculous stroke of luck. We're a couple weeks away from seeing Valparaiso University's 1998 NCAA tournament game-winning shot over and over and over on TV. Well, actually, we're not... Weeks away. Let's let's watch it right now. tell that he should have come up with the rebound. My goodness. So now Valpo's going to have to go the length of the court. 2.5. The inbounds pass to be thrown by Jamie Sykes. Carter pressuring. It's to Jenkinson Jack- the Drew for the win. Gone. Oh, they did it. Bryce oh. Drew did it. Valpo has won the game. Never gets old, speaking as a Valpo alum. After that game-winning shot, there were, you know, rounds of interviews, and I recall how the team all talked about how they had practiced that play every day in practice. We relive and celebrate that moment in March of 1998, not because it was improbable, but because it was planned for, practiced, and flawlessly executed. A testament to what can be accomplished with hard work, time, and focus. There's a challenge in all this, though. I'll speak for myself in admitting a certain amount of sadness Because it's hard for me to imagine being part of a team that accomplishes something as incredible or worthy of celebration as a 290 million mile hole-in-one. I'll never be on a team rushing the court after a game-winning shot. And that's a challenge, right? Sure, we're not a part of, or a direct part, of success like that. But we can be inspired, By them, we can commit ourselves to hard work and dedicating ourselves to a purpose bigger than ourselves. All of this can inform our life of faith, particularly in the season of the year that we call Lent. I know people tend to struggle with the idea of the season of Lent, right? What is it about? Am I supposed to give up something? Am I supposed to add something? What's the point of living differently for 40 days anyways? What if my Lenten fast doesn't even last as long as my failed New Year's resolution? All that stuff. The season of Lent is a time of preparation and examination that stems from the story of Jesus' 40-day temptation in the wilderness. The story in Mark's gospel, which we heard today, is pretty succinct, right? Two verses. We're not even told the exact nature of those temptations. Which, I think, gives us some freedom and flexibility to recognize our own temptations. An invitation to work to root them out, with the help of God, of course. The temptation that you are invited to root out of your life is anything that distracts you from believing that you are God's beloved and that God's love is enough for you. The list of possible temptations in your life is too long to adequately cover here. But suffice to say, I doubt that a snack of chocolate or eating meat on Fridays is really what is separating us from experiencing God's love. Our temptations are for power control over uncontrollable situations, for wealth and status. Sometimes our temptations are despair and worry. Sometimes our temptations are a desire for independence, for numbness, willful ignorance, laziness or overwork, Just to name a few. Something in that list might be pulling you away from the experience of God's love. And that is what you are invited to address in this season of Lent. I'll conclude by going back to Mars for a moment. Here's what I found is one of the strangest facts about that Martian rover landing. You see, that rover landed 17 minutes before the NASA team knew it. That's how long it takes a signal from Mars to reach Earth. The thing that they so joyously celebrated had technically already happened 17 minutes earlier. We, like those scientists and engineers in the JPL Control Center, await the news of a successful mission. The mission is to see Jesus raised triumphantly from the dead and to find our true identity in that event. The good news, of course, is that that event already happened. It just takes 40 days or so, until we hear that Easter proclamation that Christ is risen. And in the meantime, we watch with eager anticipation for signs of life being born out of death. We do our part to follow in Jesus' footsteps and dwell with God in Scripture. Each day, we trust God to give us the strength to create a little more distance between us and our temptations. We take steps to live in a way that contributes to the health and well-being of our fellow man and the planet we call home. And we commit ourselves to the hard work of dedicating ourselves to a purpose bigger than ourselves. So may you be aware of those things in your life that seek to pull you away from God's love. May God's angels wait on you and serve you in your restorative and life-giving work. May you endure the suffering and disappointment that always accompanies our Lenten journey to the cross. May you dedicate yourself to a purpose bigger than yourself. And may you celebrate Jesus' victory over death and the powers of darkness with the enthusiasm and relief of a room full of NASA mission controllers. Amen.